Hello, Miracles, and welcome to today's Lady Pod podcast. And today we're going to be doing an episode breakdown of Psychomedian. Yay! Woohoo! So, I don't have notes for this one, but I do have one of the big things that I want to mention. Because to those who have been listening, um, you know what this episode does for me? What? It defeats the Sunny Monster Theory. Uh, how so? The biggest scene in this one, when Marinette is trying to make Adrian laugh with, like, the the cowboy outfit slash, you know, the, the comedian cowboy thing, and she jumps up and goes, yee-haw, and she has very sudden movements, he flinches and hides like she was going to hit him. And that right there just says, oh, abuse. So you know what that tells me? Coco, you are right. I, you and this ring are going to become this, best buddies. I actually loved this episode because it gave me many many answers so yes abuse very much so like my the poor twisting baby. of the ring the yep. twisting of the ring yeah is, is that way if you and this ring are gonna become best buddies oh All right Coco. Dude, this running ring theory i'm paying so much attention i'm going to rewatch the entire series and try to just like pick out stuff and see how long this has been going on because i haven't picked up on this at all and with this episode, I'm like, I want to know. What is the doubt? Like, what's Adrian's home life like? Oh, my gosh. See, another thing that I found out that disproves it, but also doesn't quite tie into the abuse theory. I was re-watching a couple episodes from an older season, and I think it was the beginning of Party Crasher when Gabriel's in the basement uh, talking to Emily. He's down there twisting the ring the exact same way he did in... in uh, Gabriel Egress episode. It could just, but it, like, here's the thing: is is that he could twist it because his emotions are getting out of control, and that could be his way of kind of like, it. It could just be showing that he's getting angry, or he's frustrated, or he's upset. And unfortunately, it, it like that could tie into the motion he's doing, and then take it out on Adrian. So Adrian has learned that when he's twisting his ring, that's an oh shit. I got to do something to make it sure this doesn't happen sort of thing. But that's when I, that, that flinch that I saw in that, in this episode kind of just basically said, Oh my God, Coco was right. Coco was right. Abused baby. At this point, Gabriel has been on my shit list for so long, but now he's on my hit list. Oh, I'm going to find a way. SAO into this universe and I'm gonna find a sniper rifle. I am so done with this man's. It's it is ah is, I'm there with you guys, but like I still need to see more because I still I still pity him. I still feel bad for him, but at the same time he's a major asshole. Like it's that conflicting, like I wanna not hate you, but I also hate you. I see that's the thing is is that I don't have any emotional attachment to this character because we haven't really had much of anything for Gabriel other than the fact of like yeah he has a kid and he wants his wife back but we don't have any story between him and his wife. Yeah, you're yeah, honestly true. at this point you're going to have to tell me that Gabriel watched his entire family be murdered like CL style and like then he lost his wife. Like at this point like there's a lot they're going to have to do to make me feel anything for Gabriel Agrest anything right. yeah. at all but that's that, just that's me the, the next thing too is is that if he's technically abusing adrian if that's what the like the little side like swipe here that we're getting like hey yeah no technically we're trying to tell you that this is abuse but we can't quite tell you that because this is a kid's show sort of thing 
if that's the case, Adrian looks exactly like his mother. And if Gabriel has no problem abusing Adrian, was he also a wife beater? What were they doing that led to Emily's quote unquote disappearance? Like everyone believes she's disappeared. Mm. She's in his freaking basement in a coffin. Come on, people. This is weird. All of the like it's reaching a point and I understand people are like, oh, it's his lost love. And I do get that. But they're not giving me that energy. They are giving me creepy man who cannot let go and needs to attend a funeral for once. Like, holy crap, a rolly. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Call the goddamn Robocop. This is insane. Natalie, call the police. He has a woman in his basement. She's what not are you doing? She's not, gonna, she's not. No. Oh, she'll never portray. She'll never portray Gabby. And I cannot get over that. And I cannot wait oh till we get God. to the part. I have a lot to say. <laughs> the episode starts out. So you said this before. Psychomedian was originally written to be a season one episode, correct? Yes, which I can see now as to why, because hear me out, even though we needed this moment, because Kat carried this episode. He totally carried this episode, and we needed it after Kuroneko. But at the same time, I needed this back in season two to show, hey, he knows what he's doing. Don't worry about it. Yeah, that was, that was really nice. I was really happy that he was able to, like, pull, like, not just pull his weight, like, like we haven't seen in season four. Again, not his fault, but just to see him, like, take full control of, of the situation and then use it to his advantage. Right. And, it's, and, like, even help Ladybug at the same time, you know, instead of just, like, it, like, he did kind of tie her down in a sense because she was fighting him, but, like, <laughs> he... Worked with her instead of just saying, no, go over there. You've been, you've been moody, hit by the Akuma. Don't, don't do anything. You can't do anything. You need a timeout. Yeah. He worked with it in a sense and he kept calm the entire time too. And it was great. It's like he had a level head the entire time, even though Ladybug, of course, being affected by the, um, psych media's power. (laughs) The French (laughs) was sending me. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I could just hear my grandmother and the angry French was just, it was perfection. It was great. <laughs> Honestly, I'm so glad I watched it in French. Like, it, it, it I felt like I was in the same room with my, gr- with my great-grandmother and it just, <laughs> the angry, just the pure angry French. Like, I, so funny. But, yeah, that was great. But she, like, she was very angry with Cat Noir over, like, every little thing that he did. And you guys are right. Like, he, like, like not, like, stood up for himself, but, like, kind of, like, took it and was like, I get it's not your fault, but you're kind of being very mean to me right now. And I'd appreciate it if you would, like, stop. <laughs> like, give me your stupid belt. Yeah, like, give me your stupid belt. He's like, don't make fun of our costumes. You're not supposed to make fun of our costumes. <laughs> like... <laughs> The experience that Adrian probably has with people yelling at him on a daily basis, again, like, not even necessarily his dad, but, like, the people that he works with on modeling shoes and stuff, he probably gets yelled at, like, what's the word? Like, just blindly yelled at constantly. And I feel like after years of doing that, he's just learned how to deal with it. Oh, absolutely. If, if, yeah, if any, uh, desensitized to it by this point. Even though 
that it, it, it's kind of like a mean thing. I he also understands that Ladybug wouldn't be doing this normally. She's yeah. just yes. under the influence. Absolutely. Which is honestly very adorable because I don't even know if I could do that. Like if I was that madly in love and just be like, you know what? I I understand you're under the influence right now. I even would be like, you're being fucking mean to me right now. And I don't appreciate it. But he stuck through it. They finished the mission. So like Adrian, what a a G. We love him. Yeah. Also, we got to see his vision. Like the the, uh, was also really cool. I was so glad about that. I'm just like, wait a minute. Why does LB got to solve everything with this way? Like, why can't Cat also have like the the vision to solve things? And then he got it in this episode. And I'm just like, my son. <laughs> yeah. After we had that conversation about like Marinette using it and then Alia using it, and then finally seeing Cat Noir use it, that was wonderful. That's where like we needed that in season two comes in. Like I wanted to see Cat's vision back in season two to confirm that it wasn't just solely Ladybug that could use this ability. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like like the entirety, everybody in this show, but only Ladybug has Assassin's vision. No, like what's going on here? Well, so sorry, I'm glad that. Uh, sorry. Um, because I mean, as you think about it, like what you said, because we do not see anybody else use it until season four when Alia and Cat Noir use it. Because, yes, Marinette did use it in Oblivio, but, like, it's still technically the same person using it, so it doesn't really make much of a difference at that point. But seeing someone else finally use it in season four, showing that it's not an ability and that anybody can do it is a nice touch. Yeah, and I believe Adrian also used uh, basically a vision as well in Oblivio because he was like, I gotta make a cardboard cat. <laughs> it, it wasn't until like later on that we basically get to see that Ladybug isn't the only one that can use this sort of like assassin's vision. I'd, I'd probably call it, I don't, I'm sure there's a name for it in the fandom, but I would call it a lucky sense. I probably, I'm just, I, my video game brain is the, the one that's operating this morning and I don't know why, yep. it just won't shut off. So the premise for this episode was Marionette trying to make Adrian laugh, which she was doing at the beginning of the episode, but she thought he was laughing at whatever Nino was showing him on his phone. Yep. Well, Nino thought the same thing too, because he didn't realize that Adrian had looked up to look at Marinette. So everybody was, they weren't really... It was a subtle thing. Miscommunication constantly. Yes. Yep. <sighs> and then yes. she and then she enlists the help of her uh of a guy who comes by the bakery at, weekly who's also a famous comedian. But yeah. he's only here this one time. Like I think just very funny coincidence that she just happens to know this man. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wonder if um, he was um, somebody that would show up as, like, uh, a random person in the city at some point in any earlier episodes. Because, again, if this was potentially made to be an earlier season episode, I wonder if this was already a designed-up character. And maybe he was put in the background in other episodes. His, like, costume that um, Gabby designed for him... Reminds me a lot of the Banana Man costume we see, like, we've seen not only Cat Noir wear, but, like, in the background of a few episodes. So, 
like I'm also like Gabriel. What are you doing other than like high fashion? What where where do you come from? What were you doing at first? How did you meet Harry Houdini? How did you come to be known as Gabby by the miraculous universe's equivalent to Harry Houdini? Like what what is happening? I wouldn't say Harry you know? Houdini. He's not a magician. He's a comedian. He's That's like a, true. I think I don't know. Did you? He wasn't really like a slapstick, was he? I don't remember what was on the video. If it was just him talking, or it was him doing skits, yeah, right? Yeah, it was just it, yeah, it's just him talking. And anytime he tells a joke, he like squeezes the nose as like an inkling for people to laugh. So he was and, more like a, an SNL type comedian. Yeah, yeah. I get like the universe uh, says, you know, he's he's a good comedian and whatnot. But at the same time, where he was doing a show, most of the seats were empty. We don't need to talk about that. It's fine. <laughs> mm. I don't know, because it said he's done several shows, and that was his last one. Right, so it's probably everybody's already seen his show, so they're like, we don't need to go back and reiterate the same stuff. Yeah, because even Marinette already saw the show. And yeah. she just went back again, just so she could watch Adrian watch it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's what she wanted to do. <laughs> Which he didn't really even want to watch it. He just, like, got invited to it. He's like, well, I guess I'm here now. (laughs) I think he enjoyed being there with Marionette. But that's, like, kind of subtext, so. Yeah. Also, even though she's still freaking out uh, and, like, struggling with the the telling the joke part of it, she was just, that was not her style of telling jokes. So it was different for her. Um, Okay. I think that... On the one hand, I genuinely, like, want to believe that Marionette, like, because there's a few times where she's, like, her Adrian. They had a flashback to the pranks episode. Um, there, I'd like to believe that Marionette, like, realized she hurt this person that she cares deeply about and she wanted to apologize. And, like, like you're saying, she, like, it's just a friend thing. So, like, it's very easy for her to talk to Adrian in this moment. On the other hand, I'm slowly starting to believe that Marionette might be subconsciously repairing the, like, doing anything she can to make sure that Adrian is not upset with her. Because she 100, I believe she 100% would have done exposing the Lila thing. Um, if Adrian hadn't said anything, like if Alia had said something, I still think Marionette would do it. But because it was Adrian specifically, I think she's not willing to risk that specific relationship. And that's honestly kind of worrying. The other, well, the other context about that is she tried to talk to Alia about that before and Alia didn't believe her. So that's true. Would Alia have been the best choice to try to convince her not to do it? No, I just mean like if Alia was in that position specifically, like if, oh, okay. if she if she w- had the knowledge Adrian did in that moment instead of Adrian, and she was like, maybe you shouldn't do it. I don't think Marionette would uh, like agree with Alia, but I think because it was Adrian, she agreed with him, and because she like just like splashed water in Adrian's face and he was flinching a ton. I think she feels bad enough to the point where she's like, I need to repair this. But that also could be me reading way too much into a 14-year-old animated girl. Can we just talk about, though, when she squirted him in the face of the water and he got, like, really sad and he was like, why would you do that? (laughs) Why would you do this to me? (laughs) Kitty cat doesn't like water. Ah! (laughs) 
But that that moment. It's like this spray bottle. Like, no. A lot of people were really confused when screenshots had come out for this episode because one of the screenshots was of Ladybug's eyes. And they're like, why does this look so wonky? Why, Why do her eyes look weird? And we finally got the answer for it. And it was it was makeup to trick psych median into thinking that it was she had her eyes open right i remember that now i like how uh when ladybug does snap and she gets angry even though yes she's like extremely strong she's careless and it goes to show that anger isn't how you can like isn't the best way to fight because she was flinging cars around and if cat wasn't watching what was going on those people would have been crushed by a car thrown by ladybug okay and on top of that, when she starts fighting with Cat Noir, he's able to hold his own against her and even ties her down. <laughs> he just deflects the yo-yo and it wraps around her and he's like, come on, let's go. Well, we got to go back a little bit to like the other episodes where we see uh, Cat Noir and Ladybug fighting each other. Because, like, there was the Despair Bear one, but it was Despair Bear being the one who was doing the fighting, not Cat Noir. And then you had Chameleon, right. and that, but that was Chameleon doing the fighting, not Cat Noir. I think the only right. time I can remember where it was Cat Noir specifically fighting Ladybug was Dark Cupid. Even then, he was technically under the influence of, like, the Akuma itself and wasn't necessarily his thinking. Yeah. But like, but if it if it is just Cat Noir versus Ladybug, just normally, I feel like just by pure fighting skill, Cat Noir has the edge because he has fight he has fighting like training. He has fighting experience. Marinette doesn't. Right, but this is where the suits come in. Apparently, you know, because the suits give them the ability to do all this stuff. So. What I see it as is it's not necessarily one would be stronger than the other. I think it would be kind of like that back and forth thing, you know. Yeah, I'd say that they're evenly matched. Evenly matched in a sense. So it would just constantly, they'd keep going until one of them either fucks up or gets tired. (laughs) That's fair. I I guess, I guess thinking about it more, it's like, oh, but Ladybug could uh, best Cat Noir if she outsmarted him, which she's very capable of doing, but in that stage of pure anger and not being able to think straight, she doesn't have that edge to outsmart him. Right, and that's where the being a, like the influence of the Akuma comes in, because like, like, the same thing with Cat being uh, under the influence from Dark Cupid is basically, you're not, you're not thinking, you're angry. You just, you have, like, this emotion that's overpowering every other logical thought in your brain. So even though, like, Ladybug was angry and she was extremely strong, Cat was still able to stay calm, keep a level head, and also to tie her down and put her in a carpet. Something we'll say, going back to, like, the animation we talked about, there was one moment in this episode that actually scared me with its animation. (laughs) It was the moment when Bob rips up the script in front of, um, was it Henry? Yeah, that scared me too. And my roommate, they're like, no. And it darkens and, like, pushes you into Henry's, like, like, depressed face. And, like, that is terribly animated. (laughs) Or not terribly, it looked, it looked so bad. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was because, if you look at Henry, he looks a lot more, like, realistically built than 
most everyone else in the show. He looks more like a normal person than the rest of them who look more like cartoon people. Do you notice that? I, I, yeah, I can see where you're getting. His, his his whole demeanor kind of fell into that uncanny valley because he looked more realistic than everybody else. And so when he made those those like faces or they do that close up, it just looks wrong. But don't you think maybe because I thought about it watching the episode. So that happened at the same time Marinette failed to make Adrian laugh, and she went in the corner and cried. Couldn't she have gotten akubatized right then? Maybe. I don't I think, think so. I think if she saw once she saw the Akuma itself, she'd probably be like, "Yeek." Yeah, she, that's true too. She's pretty vigilant, and even if she didn't notice it, Tiki would have. But like, Marinette, 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 <laughs> there's an Akuma. I think the in like, <clears throat> I think the in-universe explanation is that Adrian is used to disappointment. That's why he's like less likely to get akumatized, and Marionette is un ungodly positive. So this is kind of like a five minute upset. This is I'm gonna cry for five minutes, and then Tiki's gonna talk me up, like she usually does. So like Marionette's kind of used to being upsetty spaghetti, but not so upset that like she's gonna get akumatized. I think uh, Chibi's right in the sense that uh, uh, Harry's or um, oh my gosh, Harry's Henry. emotions. Henry, thank you. Henry's emotions were um, like a lot more vibrant and a lot more aggressive at this point because he had a lot more of them. That's fair. What was his name? Henry or Harry? I can't remember. I think, I it's, he I think it's Henry. Hold I on. also I'm think it's up. Henry. Because I remember Harry. I don't remember Henry. Damn it, it is Harry. Ah! It is Harry. Damn it! Me being the true fan. Kidding. I, I don't mean like this. Is... No, we know. You're a super fan. It's scary. It, it really is sometimes. I remember the weirdest shit from this sh show. It's... We fear your power. I can remember little things from this show, but I can't remember what I ate for breakfast. Actually, what did I eat for breakfast? Did I eat breakfast this morning? I don't think I had breakfast this morning. I don't think you had breakfast either. I don't think you did. <laughs> Alright, so... Alright, so now we're going to get into um, the commutization and probably uh, get to the point of Ladybug going nuts, right? Yeah, so... I, I found it funny, too, how when he was akumatized, it wasn't in the nose. I thought that was pretty funny at first, because the nose was, like, one of the big things. But I understood where the script was, like, the main thing that caused it, because he really wanted to have that movie. And, uh... Well, plus, that's was, Harry's trademark. The nose or the script? The nose. Right. But uh, it didn't go into the nose because... I, when I rewatched it again, I'm sitting here going, oh, because the nose is about, about the comedic aspect of it. And he didn't want to keep doing the comedian part about it. He wanted to have his audience experience different emotions. So that was what the script was, was the different emotions. That's fair. And Ladybug and Kanoar not knowing the context at that point, the nose would have been the obvious answer. Right. So they did the right thing and, and tested it out. And I'm like, you know. They went for the nose and then realized the error of their ways, but that was the learning process of it. Um, because I would have thought the nose too at that point, because clearly when he like you know like changes his face and then beeps the nose, 
something happens. So I was like, okay, well then that's, it's gotta be the nose. Right. And then no, it's just him beeping the nose because that's what he would do for like, as like the cue of you got to react. That's a good point. All right. And then we get into the best part of the episode. Uh, angry French screaming ladybug. (laughs) Fucking Christ. So it it, it gave me, so the whole uh, fighting, like when she first gets angry and starts fighting out of anger and you see like the red, like you literally see the red as she's fighting, it gave me major Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle flashbacks. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it did. For me too. The, the constant story that they do with Raphael, I'm not complaining, I love Raphael, he's my favorite. About I him. will unabashedly admit that I have the biggest crush on Raphael, so like, it's okay. I, I, I feel you. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we all did. <laughs> But having that, that constant storyline that they have, and don't get me wrong, it's a good one to do because I think it's it's a strong story, especially for a character that it's it's very like it's a very like core part of his character of him being the angry one. And um seeing him learn how to like control that anger. Except Ladybug can't do that. <laughs> so she's just constantly angry. And it's wonderful. Right, it's well- hilarious. <laughs> It's not like it's her anger per se. It was influenced anger and uncontrollable influenced anger. So it's not like, oh, you got to learn how to manage your anger. It was more of, this isn't your anger. Yeah. Okay, so just like just like Dark Cupid, it wasn't Cat Noir. Uh, his hate. His hate. It was the Koopa's influence. Right. And then we get into the Cat Noir carrying the episode. Finally! <laughs> oh my god, my boy. Uh, I needed this episode. After Kuroneko, and like getting this episode was just such a breath of fresh air. And I'm like, oh, he finally, like, oh my gosh. I just love the commentary between the two of them when Ladybug's all upset. And she freaking smashes the Lucky Charm. <laughs> it was so obvious it made me mad. <laughs> Her voice. When she's just like, Lucky Jam! <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my god, she's so angry. Demonic lady. <laughs> and then she just, she steals someone's helmet and Cat Noir's just like, we're borrowing it, I promise. See, and that gets, away. that gets into an interesting part of the episode for me. It's the fact that if, um... If she loses her Lucky Charm, if she just got the exact same item... It can still work. Yeah, like, you mean to tell me I can, like, Ladybug paint something with nail polish and it still works as a lucky charm? What the hell? But, okay, hear me out, though. All they needed to do was to cover the the visor. They didn't need to paint the whole helmet. so much! But Cat, I know he's that extra bitch. He's just like, no, I'm gonna sit here. I'm gonna have an art project. Ladybug's got this. Yeah, no, that bothered me so much because that probably took that realistically probably took an hour. That would have taken several bottles of nail polish, not that the too. one. So, pointing out the like the ninja headband reference when Ladybug had the blindfold of Cat's belt, where she was like, "I'm here," and it's the like the ninja headband. Uh, back of the headband blowing in the wind, basically. And it was like, ah, I get this reference. I get it. Ninja Turtles. (laughs) (laughs) 
But I just, I love the part where Cat has the helmet, and he's looking around, he finds the, the nail polish, and the way he sits down, he's like, okay, here we go. <laughs> well, he knew at that point that Ladybug was not gonna let up. Well, like, the, just, like, the way he sat down was like a kid getting ready for an art project. You know what, you know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of Maledictator. Where Cat Noir got hypnotized into being uh, a regular cat, and Ladybug still used him to her advantage by using the laser toy on him. Yeah. And after he transformed back, he was like, well, I'm sorry I couldn't be much help. She said, no, actually, you were a huge help. I feel like this is it, that's happening again here, but swapped. Because her being so angry and constantly fighting Psychomedian bought him time. Yeah, no, like I can, I can see how this would be like that kind of reverse situation. But uh, Ladybug was actually aware of what happened at the end, because at the at the end of it, when all of the um, Ladybugs went around and reversed everything, Cat's like feel better, and she's like very better. Thank you. Which I get, you were under the influence. Apologize, nonetheless, Ladybug. Jesus, right? Like I'm sitting like. Things- some of the things she said were just out of pocket for no reason. She like, also cocked him upside the head with yeah, a like, yo-yo. Like, maybe an apology is definitely warranted. Like, he knows you didn't mean it. Maybe a little reassurance, though. Like, I'd need some. That's a little you know, That's a little messed yeah. up. You just don't just, like, conk somebody in the back of the head and expect them to be perfectly fine with it at that point. Especially if they're used to abuse, mind you. That, too. Well, it could just be that sense of, like, well, her and I both know that she was under the influence of the Akuma, so she doesn't owe me an apology. The Akuma part of her owes me an apology. See, this is why Adrian's a better person than I am. Because I would 100% be like, I'd be like, are you feeling better now? Yeah, thank you very much. Oh, you're so welcome. I love this experience. This was awesome. Anything you want to say, my lady? Anything? Like, and Adrian, he's just hes just a better person than I am. I, I've just got to say. I think it's also, uh, you, you've probably had different the growing ups in that sense because he's learned to expect this you have learned not to take any bullshit i've learned to expect it but not to continue it so (laughs) the book ends here like i expect the bad attitude but you're gonna expect the bad attitude that comes back with it like on the other side i'm that type of person where i'm constantly apologizing for things that other people are doing so if i was in ladybug shoes the second that i was no longer the influencer I'd be like i'm so sorry i didn't mean it See, that's me too i like if i had done all this i would be like dude i am so sorry i did not mean to like didn't mean it i didn't mean half the things i said right? i was angry i hope only, you don't take it personally half. Well, I feel like she said like specific targeted things a few times. I don't remember what it was, but Give it was me like your stupid belt. Yeah, like it was like two specific things that she said that wasn't about what was going on, and it was specifically aimed at Cat Noir. And he shots was kind of like, "Oh yeah, like shots were fired," and he was like, "Okay, I get you're upset right now, but I feel like you don't need to take it out on me. Don't feel like that's fair, and it's not because like, but she is under the influence, so I do get that." But also, like, me and Chibi are very much on the mindset of, if that was me, I'd be like, I am so sorry. 
Like, I... Oh, I'd be right there with you. Yeah, so, like, we're all like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. So we're all sitting here waiting for Ladybug to be like, I'm so sorry, Kat. I'll never do something like that again if I can help it. And she's just like, yeah, I'm better. Thanks. Like, all right. Never mind. Gosh. See, okay. I think, like... Our way of getting, like, done with people's bullshit is snapping back at them. I think Kat's way of saying, all right, we're going to have you cool off was wrapping her in the fucking carpet. (laughs) It's like, you're not going to cause any more problems wrapped up like this, right? Because as he's, like, trying to untie her for, like, the the lucky charm, he's like, no funny business, okay? You're going to go right back in the carpet, all right? (laughs) (laughs) This episode was so good. It's nice to see Cat Noir be the babysitter for once. Right? It also shows that he is capable of doing something. And this happens, technically, this episode was supposed to be at the beginning of the season. So we basically have this episode where he's able to, like, carry the entire plot and get stuff done. And then we get to later on where it's literally... Kuroneko, where he gets replaced, quote unquote. It's more or less Ladybug gets catfished. That's really the plot. Yeah. I I just I enjoyed this episode overall with like the the angry angry bug and cat being able to do what he needs to do to help Ladybug still, even though she's fighting with the Akuma. So you want to know a fun fact about the episode, like like where it stands on season four. So it lands, it's after Gang of Secrets. So it's after Marinette tells Alia. And it's the episode after Mr. Pigeon 72, which means that Harry's actually the second person to get that that little charm. Okay. Because Mr. Pigeon was, or the Pigeon Man was the first one, correct? Yeah. Cause that, yeah. That's so Harry was the second. Oh, okay. All right. So that's, that's weird. Yeah. It feels weird. Yeah. Cause it's just like, she just started doing it naturally at that point. She's like, she didn't even have to think about it. She's like, yeah, okay, here, I create this. This is yours now. <laughs> it wasn't like the okay. How did I do that last time? Oh, right. But it's it. The, I think it, I think it's the fact that like, because we had dearest family come out, and that was the episode we didn't get to touch on that one for the season four podcast because none of us had watched that episode yet. Although that episode did come out at that point in the dub because it came out on Thanksgiving. Well, I I saw Dearest Family. I didn't. You guys didn't. So I believe that's why we didn't touch on it, because it would just be me talking about it. Yeah. But um, I know that in that episode, we get uh, the the Kieran uh, akumatization before the episode actually airs. Kieran actually chronologically comes the episode before Dearest Family. So... Yeah. That means that Marinette's mom gets akumatized two episodes in a row. <laughs> that sucks. Oof. I mean, she gets that charm, and then it's immediately useless. <laughs> Which, so then why doesn't Marinette give her mother a charm in Kirin, but she does in Dearest Family? Well, she get, I don't know. Yeah, I don't have a, I don't have an answer for that one. Mm. I guess we'll find out. Maybe also, the wiki's wrong. <laughs> have we seen uh, pictures of the uh, the episode, like screenshots of the episode online yet? I saw like the trailer. trailer. Yeah, there's yeah, been like trailer of the trailer. Is not it? What's it? I just hope it's unfinished, and that's what a lot of other people are saying. Is I really hope that is an unfinished episode. 
So I did see tweets. They said that Kieran was actually the last episode they finished animating. Okay, good, cause <laughs> what? Yeah, I saw I saw a couple of the screenshots of like Marinette's face. It was just like, oh, you need some shaders. It is. It's just. It's like, oh, oh gosh, oh my goodness. So I like. I hope that's just unfinished. Um, follow up is. Do we think Harry is like an old family friend or do we think this is a character that we're never going to see again and he'll never be a problem again? I don't think he's going to come up very often, but I do believe that he's like one of those characters where if they need some sort of like a filler episode, he might come in for that filler. Or maybe like another like guide for Marinette. I just thought it was very strange that this man all of a sudden was like, yeah, I know Gabby. Who the hell is Gabby? Oh, Gabriel Agreste. How are you in a position to call Gabriel Agreste Gabby to his face and he doesn't smite you? <laughs> I'd love an explanation. I'd love an explanation. Which brings me to the follow-up. I'm pretty sure Hawkmoth is a bisexual man. And also. I know this is slightly out of pocket. The queer coding is there. And it's aggressive. <laughs> it's so aggressive. I've seen, I've seen Ariel. I've seen everything from Air, the Little Mermaid to the Rocky Horror Picture Show. That is a very nicely dressed man with a whole lot of attitude. The straights don't usually have that. So <laughs> I've got a few questions about once again how this comedian. Gets to call Gabriel Agreste, who has no funny bone in his entire body, Gabby. And that there is a costume that Gabriel Agreste wants burned. He doesn't want that to exist in this world. Like, at all. To be what fair, happened? If I, I made need... a costume. I know you need context, but to be fair, if like... In your youth, you created a work of art that you thought was really great. And then, like, ten years later, when you became famous, and they're like, look at this, like, artwork you did on DeviantArt back in high school. The amount of cringe. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely hear that. There's always going to be that early work that you did that you 100% regret doing later down the road. I'd agree. I, I agree with this. However, I'd also argue that... Gabriel Agreste's current activities will also be something he will look back on and be like, oh, that was cringy and embarrassing. Because he's like, he has him leave and then he's like, no one will ever take him seriously. And I'm like, Gabriel, I don't take you seriously. Every episode we end with, I'll get you, Ladybug. I'll get you. And I'm like, I don't think you will. It's been a while and you still can't do this. Like... What is the goal here? What is the end goal? What? It'll I... be better in a few days. He's in a crest. Two years, Gabriel. <laughs> yeah, literally, he'll be better in three days. He's in a crest. Really, Gabriel? Is Bury that your wife. Bury your wife. <laughs> maybe, maybe go to church. You're in Paris. No, like, there's a lot of them. Maybe get a therapist. You and Natalie could do couples counseling, move on. A Adrian would be very happy for you. Like, what are we doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Where's your mother? 
Where is your mother? <laughs> you know, that's a good point. Where are the grandparents in this? I very much, I've got a few questions for them because your kid just, this doesn't, this doesn't just happen. You gotta come from somewhere. What did your parents do to you, Gabriel, where this is the route we need to take? What are you, what? I need backstory on this character so badly because, like, it's driving me insane. I do not understand him at all. And this episode just added another mysterious level to him. I'm like, what is your past, sir? What is it? I need more information. There's a movie that exists that Emily did that, like, the, the, that the mayor uh, freaking directed. And he has, like, the only copy of it. What's up with that? That's pretty weird. True. You know, it's I think strange. Something that he hid from his own son? That's weird. You weird man. No, no, I think this is the first time I've heard your mic actually get distorted from how loud you are. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's I'm fine. So... My mic probably does that all the time. <laughs> I'm so distressed. He stresses me out so much. Like I I I'm so passionate. <laughs> I'm so stressed out about, like, I just, I do not under, I completely, like, when you, because we brought it up earlier, and I'm sure whenever we, uh, like, get to an actual episode, like, earlier in, like, the month, um, uh, talking about, like, bad villains, I genuinely believe Hawkmoth is a terrible villain. He's oh, yeah. very bad at his job. Episode. Hold on, we can He's make that the next episode. very bad at his job. And just in general, it doesn't make any sense. So if we're not getting rid of him soon, I need a goddamn backstory episode because I cannot take him seriously anymore. Every end of the episode, he's like, I will get you and I'll get what I want. And I'm like, you know what? I don't believe you. I really do not believe you. Nothing you've said or done so far has made me believe you. And everything, every time he has gotten it, it's been at the expense of his own son. I disagree with this. I disagree with this philosophy and this parenting style. I don't understand what's happening. Just ground him and take the ring. What's wrong with you? I'm putting myself in timeout now. <laughs> I think we're I think we're almost done with this one. So we get to the the ending of the episode where everything gets cleared up about how Adrian actually does think Marinette is funny. Yes, which I find really adorable that he like is laughing not necessarily like at her, but like with her in a sense. The thing is, does she not remember the first positive interaction they had together in Origins? when he gives her the umbrella and it like closes on her and then he laughs at her, at something she did like he thought she was funny right like that's not getting at like do you not remember that like dude he already thinks you're funny do you not remember the first time you guys talked and he laughed at something you did and you thought it and you smiled and you didn't feel like you were being teased I, I think she was still slightly embarrassed by the umbrella closing Hunter, but I think at that moment she wasn't really focusing on the fact of being teased. I think she was more focusing on, oh, he's actually a really sweet guy and he's good looking? Shit. Fair enough. But I think that was that was about it for the episode. Uh, there was one other yeah. thing. We completely glossed over it, but I know, Coco, I'm sure you noticed because I know Rose is your favorite one of your favorite characters. You know I did! Yep. So they add another hint at the beginning of the episode when Marinette's talking to her gal pals. And um, Rose mentioned, yeah, friendship 
come or love comes with friendship and then puts her head on Julika's shoulder. Yes. That was hands down another strong hint that they're dating. I love them so much. They're so stinking cute. They, they are adorable. Because again, they they probably cannot say it. They probably cannot outright say that they're dating. They probably can never show them kiss. <laughs> Disney would never. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, just finishing up final thoughts on the episode. I personally, this episode definitely did confirm to me that, you know, Adrian is not a senti monster. He's just dealing with abuse signals. And that it's like it's like a, a breath of fresh air but at the same time i'm still a little skeptical because the show is known for pulling uno reverse cards on people so i think if they're gonna uno reverse us it's gonna be that hawk moth this is the senti monster <laughs> <laughs> or fucking natalie at this point like or the chimp not the chimp the bodyguard that Rilla. looks like monkey like maybe that's why okay hear me out if he abuses his son why the fuck does he have a bodyguard for him because the only one who's allowed to hit adrian is gabriel mm. Uh-huh. A monster. See, I'm still gonna go with my clothing theory and say that if there is an amok, it's in his jacket. <laughs> <laughs> the glass half full kind of outlook. Yeah. <laughs> if there is one. And that's why he wears it every day. But yeah, again, after this whole season of Catanawar being put on the back burner, it was very refreshing to have him be the, the, the one to take the reins this time. Oh, Even yeah. if it was like it was out of place, and it was supposed to be earlier in the season. It was still nice to see after several episodes of not really seeing him at all. Yeah, and since this actually comes after Gang of Secrets, there's even a scene in Gang of Secrets where Cat Noir is holding off four different akumatized people while on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> you have anything to add, Coco? Sorry, I had to... <laughs> um, I loved this episode because it was like, Tiny bits of information here and there. It was so weird. And it just makes me question Gabriel more. And I have more questions for him. I just want to talk. I just want to sit. Just just sit down and have a talk with Gabby. Just I just want to sit and have a talk, Gabby. That's all. <laughs> I love how you sharpen it like it's a knife. <laughs> just Gabby. Gabby. I'm going to start referring to him only as Gabby now. Like, <laughs> we shouldn't have done this, because now anytime he does something, I'm going to go, Oh, Gabby, did your plan not work out the way you wanted it to? I can't wait <laughs> to go on the, like, miraculous fandom wiki and search up Gabriel in the list of names that the characters No aliases, Gabby! Gabby! <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you it's already been added, but like... Hawk Moth, Shadow Moth, also known as Gabby, two friends and those who love him. Like, what? Nobody loves this man, are you kidding me? Apparently Harry does, because he's calling him Gabby. No, he wanted something, okay? He was on a mission for Marinette to get uh, Adrian to go to one of his shows, and the best way he knew how was to convince Gabriel to let Adrian go. Which, so why is this... Grown ass man wingmanning for this fourteen year old girl right now. What are you doing? What is I, happening? Honestly, okay. The way him and Marinette were prancing meeting? around in the living room together, I felt like he was some sort of like friend uncle. You know, like, like yeah, like he's known this family for so long that he might as well just be the uncle to Marinette. 
apparently because like i like didn't you have a meeting what are you doing (laughs) yeah so that's like when i saw like them prancing around in the freaking like living room slash kitchen of marinette's like house i was like oh my god these two are birds of a feather but yeah so i think that's our final thoughts on this episode all right and with that that concludes our episode breakdown of psychomedian we are going to try to do more of these episode breakdowns as more episodes come out but we will conclude this one here and thank you all for listening in all righty bye